There was an hour at least of me being a stripper in my lounge room. (laughs) Which is not unusual, but normally you're not filming. Well, I wasn't paid to do it. It was (laughs) It's your gift to the world. It was just... And then I was critiquing my strippering as well. And I was just like, oh, I feel like I could be a better stripper than this. Yeah, I didn't have any choice. No, you didn't, obviously. You're like, quick, was, quick adjustments. I was operating on like 10 times the pace of normal Mel, which is ridiculous. It is. That's like a Super like Mario watching, when you get the star. Or watching <laughs> Benny Hill. Like, da, 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 da. <laughs> I wish I had played that on the day. You would have either killed me or it would have lightened the mood. Someone asked me the other day, what would your theme song be? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. The two songs that come to my head are that stripper song that I did the <laughs> the one off Full Monty because I did that whole thing where I stripped and then chucked my mask at that. And the second one was Benny Hill because I was like, yep. I could be both those things. My vote is for Benny Hill. Yeah. Because I can see that one. Can see the Benny. Although, yeah. if anyone's out there listening now that we've started this podcast, I will repost that video if I can find it of Mel Mask stripping. Oh yeah, <laughs> throwback that, to twenty twenty was it? That was and a lot of effort, <laughs> and yeah. that was one of those things where in my head I knew it was funny. Yeah. I couldn't explain it to anyone and finding the music and everything was such a nightmare. I knew exactly what music. I could play it all in my head. But that was also before, and Mel still doesn't, isn't tech savvy, before you could chop and edit anything. So I had to just continue to do takes and yeah. takes of it to get it perfect and watch it back and do it perfect. And so I had this <laughs> stripper music on loop that was so loud that the neighbour would have been like, what is going on in that house? (laughs) And that was the same neighbour that was very much a, you're not the man of the house. I'm not talking to you Uh, in regards to anything. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I recall this neighbour. Yes. It's funny making (laughs) short things for the internet. Because I made a TikTok video where I was green screened in front of an author and a picture of the rock. Yeah. And I had just a random person at work that knows me who saw that, but I think it was from when I reposted it to Instagram. Yeah, okay. And they're like, oh, can you just show me how to do that at work? At work. Like it was something I threw together. I yeah. wrote the dr- the joke to start with, <laughs> which is a pretty decent joke, I guess. Yeah. And also I had to make a picture in Canva. Yeah. Find the photos, resize them, then basically import that into TikTok, then add a song and do my voiceover and then fuck that up 10 times and try to get that right. It probably all took about an hour for something that ended up being eight seconds. Yeah. There was an hour at least of me being a stripper in my lounge room. (laughs) (laughs) Which is not unusual, but normally you're not filming. Well, I wasn't paid to do it. It (laughs) It's your gift to the world. (laughs) It was just – and then – I was critiquing my strippering as well. And I was just like, oh, I feel like I could be a better stripper than this. And I'd go back. <laughs> Were you expecting your innate strippability to be better? Did you no, think you were going to be better at it than what you turned out to Do you know what? It? I don't think I did that badly. It was more about, and 
I won't give too much away. It was more about executing the last bit that was the actual joke. The reveal uh, was a good reveal. Yeah, yeah, the reveal. It was more about executing the reveal that was the part that just took a little bit to to <laughs> yeah, nail. When you're making little videos to the net, something I've found is as soon as your brain says to you, oh, this is going great, There'll be that moment when you're three quarters of the way through that the very next thing you completely miff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And just the timing to the music and everything like that was, yeah. Well, I think it's still one of your great online achievements, so. I agree. <laughs> that that and walking across the border as a Mexican is uh, one of the highlights of my life. Again, the idea was great in my head. But dawned on me the fact there was so many cars, like, and I was doing it by myself, like just a random. It wasn't like I had a like a posse or something that was like, no. yeah, this is a good idea. Let's go as a mob as Mexicans. Someone to like support you and push I you. Didn't along. have a horse or actually <laughs> just or a donkey. What do Mexicans cross the border? An ass, I think. Yeah, a donkey, yeah. yeah, had my own ass, but like it was just walking. Me, little old me with my pinata around on my arm, just and I, because I parked right back, I had like it was like the walk of shame. We're talking about the causeway here, guys. Yeah, I was so. on the causeway and I parked right back at La Maison. So I had to do the whole walk. <laughs> <laughs> I'd All love if back. anyone out there is hearing this. I think we have had a former guest. Will Benici. Will Benici He's saw you. already yelled out at me <laughs> and I thought we were talking in Spanish or something, so I started yelling back at him and then he drove off. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I'm out here, I don't actually know this person. And I was also like, the only words I know is holla. (laughs) Holla. (laughs) I had, um, I don't know whether I've told you this though, my dad was talking on the phone to his boss and he went, oh, hang on, Wooly, there's some dickhead here about to get arrested. (laughs) And then he goes, oh, it's Mel. (laughs) What did your dad say? Uh, yeah, she said she was doing something stupid today. <laughs> she wanted us to help, but we weren't helping. <laughs> we weren't I up. asked so many people like to help. I had great ideas and no one, no one would even drive me to somewhere and let me get out of the car. So I had to do it all by myself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I heard, uh, I can't remember the guy's name off the top of my head. He was the star of the show, Chuck. And he also plays Shazam in the movie Shazam. Yeah. It'll come to me. But he was on Joe Rogan's show and I saw a clip on YouTube where he says sometimes it's not the funniest person that will do well or the most talented or even the person that has all the tools. Yeah. It's actually the person that has enough balls to just go and try and do something by themselves. To do it. Yeah. Yeah. It was too much of it. It was the same as the stripper one. It was just too much of a thing in my head. That if I didn't do it and someone else did it, I would have just hated myself. I (laughs) shouldn't say that, but I would have regretted it because I just knew. And I I think one person had said, oh, yeah, I can't help today, but I'll help you next week. And I was like, no, it has to be today. It has to be done. Can't, Can't be waiting on this. Yeah. And it was so good. Like I was in a really bad headspace at the time. But the feedback I got of making everyone's day made it so much more worth it. That's good. That's excellent. Yeah, it, it was. I released a 
quick video a few days ago. I've had this thing where, I mean, I idolise some people in radio. One yep. of the people I look up to most. Mel Naismith. Is Mel Naismith, yeah. yeah. <laughs> is Marty Sheargold. Oh, both yes. from radio oh, and, and, and yeah. stand-up. He's yep. one of my Australian heroes, I guess, for the lack yep. of a better term. And I've always made fun of the 90s announcer voice that I used to hear on Triple M in my brother's cars when I was a kid because yep. it was just so overblown and so put on. <laughs> but I haven't put out little bits of audio using my version of that voice because some of the people I look up to are from that time. But I've also got friends like our mutual friend, Guy yep. Mylekarain, who has this big radio voice who yep. works in that industry. I'm yep. like, oh, I wouldn't want them to think that I'm making fun of them. And I sent the script to Guy. Yeah. And he, him and I talk to each other like that sometimes yep. where we're just making fun of things, just the bigger, his radio voice better than mine. And he wrote back, he said, do it. You should do so it. So I just did it. And then as soon as it put us what you were saying, yep. I just had to, it had to come out. Yeah. And I think if I hadn't have done it, I'd still be regretting yeah. not having done it now two weeks later. Yeah. I mean, I should really take a leaf out of my own book and do much more of the things that I say. Yeah, but I your think. book is not the same book that I'm on. I'm definitely probably borderline sometimes the idea is half-cooked yeah. and I do it, but I'm committing to the half-cooked, whereas I think I could probably take a little bit more of your book sometimes and that's maybe refine it a little bit more, but I'm just kind of leaning towards, no, if I do that, I won't do it. True. So, you're, you're more of a chapter, whereas I think, oh, I'm just going to write War and Peace before I start yeah, doing Yeah, and then something. hope someone cares. <laughs> then I'll just go, oh, I'm exhausted after writing War and Peace. I can't be bothered actually doing it. And what if I can't execute all the chapters as well? Yes. So, so yeah. it can be on the other shit, inhibiting to complete war and peace before you actually do <laughs> yeah. something. So, if you're listening to this, don't be a Tolstoy, yeah. but maybe don't be a Josh either. Yeah, exactly. Be something else. Yeah. Just, you know, I don't know, a memoir or something. <laughs> yeah, just maybe a short essay. Yeah, short essay. So, this is a complete tangent, but I've got a couple of notes in my phone okay. here, which none of what we've just talked about was in there. So, <laughs> thanks for listening, guys. We're about to get onto the real shit. So, you sent me a few things, but one of them was... I just want to taste all the things, which I thought was at the time one of the greatest things you'd ever said. So, can you tell us about that? Well, if you know any of my history, like I had a lot of health things, which has basically inhibited the majority of intake. So, I go out with people for dinner or cook or anything, but I can't really participate in the same way. My diet is predominantly liquid-based which keeps me healthy and ticks along. It's probably not, you know, the best advice to give anyone. Yeah. Um, but yeah. You've, never, uh, you've never suggested it's good for anyone other oh, than no. yourself. It just so. has worked for me because, you know, I've done opposite of what I've been told and I've found something that fits. But then occasionally, like, obviously I cook well. Well, not, that's not obvious to anyone. I'm a good cook or whatever. You just... Everyday life, I see people eating in front of me and I smell the smells and I've got a very, very, very good resilience to not partaking. But occasionally, I just want to fucking taste all the things. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, 
I just want to taste it. So I do. And then I feel immediately sick and regret it. <laughs> and some, do you know what, though? Some of the tastes aren't nearly as good as what I think they're going to be in my head. Uh, and it's not worth it at all. Like, so many smells. Don't taste uh, as well. Yeah, are better than the taste. Like, I think the smell of barbecue. And not burnt meat, but charcoal oh, yeah. grilled meat is yeah. actually better for me than the experience of eating any particular meat that's barbecued. Rotary barbecue. Oh. The smell of that. Like I That is heavenly. I hypothesized at one point when I was doing a lot of stuff with Rotary and that that I would potentially have just a rotary barbecue at my wedding. <laughs> If I had not for anyone to eat, just a waft. Just obviously, that's never eventuated. So maybe I might have to work on a different plan. But the smell of it, and I think I liked the idea that it was low key as well. Mm. And everyone likes the sausage and bread. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I didn't think you were going sausage and bread level. Well, sausage and bread, I don't know. But yeah, the smell or the aroma of that is like. But yeah, I just want to taste all the things. But all the things aren't. Great. When you said this to me, the thing that caught me most off guard was, I think I know you as well as anybody probably knows you now in terms of a friend, and I didn't realise that, A, you still ate any solid food ever. Yeah. And or that you had any craving for it. Because sometimes you'll walk in wherever if I've cooked something or put something in the air fryer because the air fryer tends to fill the whole room with a smell. Oh, that smells good. But it never sunk in that you were actually, there could have been more to that, that if you were able to eat it and be comfortable, even in a small amount, you would probably just do it. Yeah. Smells are, like, not all smells, obviously, but, yeah, they just invigorate the senses. A lot of the time, though, I I don't think I've ever been a get-hungry person, though, Like, and I think that's more just... The way I'm so all or nothing with things, Mm. I tend to just be like so distracted by what I'm doing that it doesn't even register that I might be hungry. And I'm not. Like (laughs) I'm just go, I get to a point and go, oh, I feel like I might need a bit of sugar. I think I've burnt out all my energy stores for the last three days in that amount of activity. But yeah, you just want to taste and see whether you were missing out on anything. And really, it just reminds me of where I don't want to be. You know how sometimes you just need to, I mean, I'm not suggesting this if you're an ex-drug addict or something like that. That's probably not, don't, if you've given up ice, don't just taste it to remind you what you've (laughs) come away from. Yeah, (laughs) unfortunate term, a slippery slope. A very slippery slope, but just sort of goes, oh yeah, like this is definitely be worth it and you don't want to be feeling like this all the time. The times that I do feel like it is when I'm actually really tired and run down and that's when you're resilient and, you know, when you, you make bad choices. Uh, when willpower's been tapped. Which is the yeah. worst time to do it. You're it's not the worst right. time. So, I have to, like, check myself at those times and go, eh. and actually, the busier I am, the less likely I am to cave because I can't, I know that I need to be fine for the next day or any of that stuff so yeah that's super interesting it's funny you say that because i've never thought about it till just now but i i don't know not sure if i've talked about this before but i control my caffeine intake 
really precisely during the day yeah. because it can very easily trigger me not sleeping and then I build up a underlying anxiety kind of comes to the surface pretty yeah. badly. And it's the times where I'm super tired already that that bubbling anxiousness is already there yeah. and it's almost at the surface anyway is the time where I will cave and have caffeine later in the day than what I know I should. Yeah. And that just sends it completely You're into off, overdrive. Off rails. Then. Yeah. So not only did I make a choice that would be silly any day of the week, it's particularly acute on that day and that's always the time when I do it. And I think maybe just having the awareness now might make you just check yourself. I do. I have to. Like I just think, okay, why do I desperately want that at a time where I don't normally have it? That's probably not a good thing. This is true. Yeah. And you always want things that you can't have, right? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So just to lighten things up just a little bit, I just want to ask you a question. And this is for anyone out there as well. I'd love to know what the listener thinks of this question as well. What is one smell that really you enjoy most when it comes to food? What's the hardest thing to say no to when you smell it? Uh, KFC smells nice. Um, pizza. They're all things that I would Pizza wouldn't... smells? Yeah, pizza smells nice. It's actually... Do you know what? It's not really actual things. I think it's more just if it's bought in and I'm not prepared for it. Okay. So if I go out for tea or something like that with, say, you guys, I'm just like, oh, yeah, you know, we're going out for tea. This is what I'm da da da. It's, it's no drama. It's when or like mum and dad will go, oh, we're going to get fish and chips. Do you mind if we're – I'm like, yeah, no, no worries. Because it's not a – a thing I think it's like surprise smells. It's like a surprise of it where I'm not mentally prepared to to do it because I can smell it and appreciate. It, but when it's like, oh, that's actually really nice. But yeah, it, it actually just depends on my temperament for the day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I can quite easily just appreciate someone's cooking by the smell of it, and it's more like I said when I'm tired then I'm like, oh. I'd like that. Just a comfort thing. Yeah. Okay. So I'll get on the treadmill instead. <laughs> That's a much wiser decision yeah. than getting yeah. on the KFC. Yeah. I smell KFC and it's the one thing where, that I never desire or crave ever. Yes, because you had the KFC housemate. Yeah. Yeah. But when I do smell it, it's a smell that can flip me on my head about wanting it. Oh. I'll never actually think about it, buying yeah. it, unless I happen to smell it. Yeah. And I swear that they're pumping out something different out of those restaurants. The smell is always much more appealing than the food. Yeah. I smell it from half a block away sometimes. And I could smell it from my work sometimes. I'm like, oh, you bastards. The ads on telly. Like, I remember once mum was doing the 40-hour famine and every ad that came on TV seemed to be. And I just remember so clearly... The ad coming on, it was like cheesecake munching on cheesecake munching on, and <laughs> mom nearly had a mental breakdown. Yeah, <laughs> she was like, "I'm just having like, twenty four hours in, and I saw this food keep coming on the TV." <laughs> Old lady, it was so hilarious. But yeah, so, like last night, I saw Red Rooster on TV had some sort of honey glaze scenario going on. That's oh. great innovating, by the way, Red Rooster. Yeah, but. 
yes, sometimes it's the visual or the thing that I haven't fuck it, I haven't tasted that thing that I might want to taste. Ah, so there was foods that you just never got around to. Yeah, maybe trialing when you were yeah. eating solid foods. Yeah, which is basically every meal that I cook because yeah, I. Don't ever follow a recipe. I just make it up by intuition and my knowledge of how foods pair together. That's interesting. Actually a very good cook. It's a, it's a shame, like me not drinking. Drinking's the same thing. Alcohol, I'm a fantastic drunk. Sorry, guys, you rarely get to see this. I haven't personally seen it, so. I don't think any of my newer friends have seen it. And I'm sorry because it's amazing. <laughs> I've had former friends hold it back on us. <laughs> I've had former friends going, "Oh, drunk Mel was so fun." I'm like, "What about now, Mel?" And they're like, "Yeah, you were actually really fun now, but drunk Mel was next level." <laughs> I was just like a heightened version of me. Yeah, but it's also because I'm so busy, I can't afford to be just not functioning the yeah. next day, and I'd rather a day off. If I've chosen to have it, mm-hmm. then just because I'm lying on the couch and feeling like my life's about to end. <laughs> the day for me, or the time, I guess, that I was hungover that killed my drinking almost overnight was when I woke up probably about 12 months ago and I felt bad on the second day. Yeah. After the drinking, I'm like, wait, is this my first two day hangover? This is not good. I can't lose two days. To a drinking session. See, I think I was usually always the second day person anyway. I was one of those annoying pop out of bed type scenarios. And I, and you're the worst. Yeah, I was. My former I'm exa- exactly like this now. Annoying. And yeah, I just run around and then hit the wall sort of later on, probably because I was still drunk. Who knows? I'd say so. Could have been, yeah. (laughs) That's probably it. Could have been. So, I've got a few more notes here. I've got one obligatory wave truck driver. Oh, I'm going to tell you about this. Sorry, I probably didn't intro that very well. That's just how I wrote it in my phone. Nah. (laughs) Obligatory wave truck driver. Oh, this driving, right? You got to have a courtesy to people on the road. Obviously, we all do things that we don't, maybe we maybe we shouldn't have, or it is a lapse in judgment or concentration. I or did anything. one yesterday morning in Madonga. What was it? I went to, I stopped to wait for someone. Yeah. They stopped to wait for me, even though they had right of way and we were both trying to turn into the same place. Yeah. And then I decided I was just going to go because they'd pulled up completely to a stop. Yeah. But they'd figured, oh, he's not going. Oh, actually, I'm meant to go. So they started driving again. And I saw them drive, but I still pulled out in front of them and crossed in front of them. What a debacle. Yeah, it was a debacle. It was a shit show. And then I felt terrible. I need to change those debacles into just barkles. I don't know, <laughs> don't know how to do them yet. So, at the back of where I work, right, there's a big laneway. Have you seen it? I have, yeah. You have seen it. It's a big, it's quite, it's wide enough to fit to cars or like a car and a truck side by side you know it's tight though you have to be quite good with your negotiation i pulled up the laneway the other day to go to the back of my work to load up stuff there was a truck right in the middle like it just in the middle of the lane and 
I don't know, somehow how he was meant that I couldn't go any further and he couldn't go further. So I reversed all the way back up the lane to let him out so he could turn around where the office works is. Yep. Reversed out and he just drove off and didn't wave me. He looked at me and did not acknowledge that I'd just done that great. Firstly, female reversing that far deserves a round of applause even, even acknowledgement for that. But the fact that I've gone out of my way to help his life out, nothing. So I was real mad. You should have been. I've blackmarked that truck driver now. I went, I went in and told everyone, whoever he was. Is this a person that drops at your work? Yes. Uh, I wasn't happy with him you, at mate. all. <laughs> and then the next day he turned up and just proceeded to stand in the buzzer the whole time. So he was unloading. <laughs> like I was just like, ah. Oh. You you are not doing yourself any favours, buddy. You're yeah. not getting the free jelly beans that I give to other people that I like. No, you are You should just be throwing them at him. Oh, can I tell you something else? I don't know whether I should say this. I'm I'm gonna say it and you can edit it out if you don't want to. Well that'll be up to you. So <laughs> So the other day I'd been out repping. That's what I do for a job, repping. And I came back and one of the guys who's my favourite, one of my favourites, he goes, oh, Mel, you missed that sales rep coming in. I was like, what about it? And he goes, oh, she was a hard-looking woman. <laughs> he goes, I was down the back and she come in and I walked up and I thought, fuck me. <laughs> She's had a hard life, hasn't she? Oh, well. <laughs> and I was like, I have never heard that before, but I love it. <laughs> and I don't know. <laughs> and that's the sort of stuff that he comes out with. Hearing that it. just makes me happy because it sounds exactly like my dad. Yeah. Because he <laughs> has never been able to be conventionally mean, but he says things that are truly mean without even meaning to because he's so nice. <laughs> he just goes, oh, she was a hard-looking woman. <laughs> I'm going to cut that into a sound bite. <laughs> I've just realised now that I've completely lounged back on the couch. I'll try. And, I always say this, but I actually will try and take a selfie here. So you guys are going to hear. And a my feet have ended up on the end of the couch near Josh's head. <laughs> I can't take. You can't can you take, selfie yourself? Can I selfie myself? So, you're going to get me and some feet. <laughs> I didn't even realise I'd done that. I don't even know how that happened. It so, just... if you want more pictures of Mel's feet, if you give us a review, I'll send you even more pictures of Mel's feet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, you can go to our website, punchingsideways.com. You can hear all the episodes, including Dating on a Plane, if you haven't heard that one yet. Yeah. Um, my favourite one still, I think, is Tinder Files. I'm not sure if I remember that one. Yeah. I remember I really liked the one where you were talking about the old guy at the servo. I oh, think that one Money too. and Ambling. Money and Ambling and Tinder Files are my favourite ones thus far. I'll put a link to those in the show notes for this one. Righto, guys. Well, thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Laters. Laters.